Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Um, today, I am, as usual, here with uh, with Robert Peake, but we also have a, a special guest. Um, Robert's wife, Val, is with us as well. So, so good morning to both of you. Hi. Hi. Um, our goal in these podcasts is to help you to uh, understand and implement the GTD methodology uh, and all the benefits that that brings. And our uh, and, and Val, thank you so much for being with us today. What we're going to do today is uh, a, a bit of a departure. You know, normally these are sort of two-hander podcasts. Every once in a while, Robert have Robert and I have guests, but but today um, Val and Robert are going to talk about how GTD has had an influence on uh, on their relationship. We'll be talking about lots of things. We'll be talking about the benefits that it brings. We'll be talking about. Um, how they got started, so stay tuned for that. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who, who, who encouraged who, and we'll also be talking about what they're doing uh, practically, day to day, week to week, uh, in, the, in the course of the year. In some cases, to um, you know, to help to, to help things along. I'm not going to be any more specific about it than that because I don't want to prejudge what benefits they think they see in in getting things done. Um, so maybe if we could just start, either one of you. This is a, this is a question I uh, I won't I won't uh, prioritize. Either one of you, um, w as you think about the impact that your GTD practice, uh, as it were, or your individual or group, you know, or or, or your your couple's GTD practice, what kind of benefits uh, do those things have for you? What why why do it? What's what's the what's the plus? Well, I think the first thing that springs to mind for me is uh, one of the things that Robert shared with me is um, who owns this project. So, well, first of all, the idea of projects and next actions was was new to me at one point. But also just if we're discussing, you know, like at the moment we're ordering a new, you know, smart doorbell so that the dog doesn't bark at the delivery people, you know, but it's like rather than just going, oh, yeah, that would be a nice idea. And then it just sort of sits there or it gets forgotten about just to know like, well, who's going to investigate that? Who's going to order it? You know, it's just a very simple, practical thing. But I find that really, really helpful so that things don't just uh, get lost in space. So, lost so in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think overall for me, um, a lot of that practical stuff that we that we have to do because our, you know, a, a relationship is actually a bunch of relationships, right? I mean, you know, we're married and we're also roommates in a way. We're also looking after a house together. We're also co-owners of, of, of pets, you know, we're, we're a lot of different things. Um, but a lot of those things that are really practical in nature stay relegated, I think, to a practical level. Like they don't, they don't encroach on the emotional part of our relationship more than they have to. I mean, they still do. We still, you know, we're, we're still a couple. It's still a dynamic thing. Um, but, you know, it feels to me like one of the real benefits is that we're clear about how we handle the practical stuff. So the practical stuff doesn't get in the way of the stuff that makes a relationship good. Yeah, and I think because we both work from home and have our own businesses, it would be very easy for businessy type or practically type stuff to kind of take over and 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 seep over into our evenings and weekends. And and so I find that you know having setting aside time where we check in about about various projects or finances or whatever it is that we 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 actually will invite each other to meetings 
you know, even though we're in the house all day together anyway. But it actually, I find the benefit of that is that then we can sit and watch a movie in the evening or go out to dinner and, and not find ourselves talking about subjects that are, you know, boring and difficult. <laughs> No boring and difficult dinners. No boring and difficult dinners. <laughs> Only interesting. interesting. So, if I, it's interesting as you as you're both talking about that. I think what's coming to mind for me is this phrase that we use a lot in the work, which is that um, everything should get appropriate attention. Right? Nothing in your life, as an individual or as a couple, it sounds like to me, uh, gets more attention than it needs. And and your your kind of joint GTD practice helps you to make sure that nothing gets too much attention. Uh, is that am I am I reading that right? I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I think it, that there's a certain you know nice trust that builds when you know that you're on the same page about the importance of your commitments, right? To to the big things and to the little things. You know, it's amazing how you know little things can start to accumulate into resentment, almost like silt in a silt in a river. You know, things don't flow quite as smoothly if if a lot of these little things build up and. So it's just great to be on the same page about, hey, you know what? Let's figure out who handles that. Let's make sure we do handle that. And let's, you know, let's let's move on. So yeah, appropriate appropriate attention to the to the stuff of a practical nature then lets us give appropriate attention to the good stuff, you know, the, the stuff that's uh, a lot more enjoyable sometimes. Yeah. I, I, something else that occurs to me, I, I think when I was getting certified as a as a GTD coach all those years ago, I, I read a statistic that that they'd done some research into couples and that they and, and the communications that these couples had. And some I'm not going to remember the, the number exactly, but it was it was north of 50 percent of all of the conversations that these couples had. And this was a, a big research study were about logistics. Right. It's about who's going to who's going to take the dog to the vet and who's going to do this and who's going to do that and who's going to do that. And, and um, one of the things that they said was that this quite often led, led to friction because those couples didn't have helpful ways to have those conversations. So they had them again and again, there were no clear, you know, there wasn't clear responsibility. So as you say, it, it led to sort of, uh, as it fermented, it led to, to friction and disharmony in those relationships. Yeah. I mean, I'm also thinking about, um the 50,000 feet level you know the the levels yeah because for example if we think about our finances we went from being sort of young people living more kind of day to day or month to month to you know really setting long term goals for ourselves in terms of savings and investments and buying a house and you know that i th i think gtd really helped us to be able to lift our heads up to a higher level and and set these goals that then did make a regular financial meeting more interesting because we knew where we were heading. It wasn't just at a coping level, but at a more uh, uh, optimistic, you know, visionary level. Yeah, I mean, we talk about corporate, you know, in the corporate world, about alignment, you know, and it's, are you aligned and whatever, but I don't know if people ever actually think about how important it is to kind of be aligned or let's just call it looking in the same direction together as a couple because if you're kind of headed in the same direction and have similar uh, long-term goals and of course similar values as you said Val, it makes it makes the, the process of getting there a lot more enjoyable because you're not rubbing up against oh i thought we were doing this with that and i thought we were doing that with this <laughs> you're not having those those conversations if you really make it conscious you know and i think that's one of the things that one of our practices is Try and make conscious hey you know what are where do we want to head and are we both in agreement about that and if not let's keep talking 
Great stuff. And and um, so so let me uh, let me let me ask the, the the next question, which I ask with some uh, with some trepidation, stroke uh, anticipation, which is so so how did this all get started? So who did somebody give you know did one of you give a, just a copy of David Allen's book to the other and say here you really need this? Uh, how, how you know how did that would have gone over it? well, huh? Yeah, that's that's a great way to do it. Yes, because you're so broken and messed up, I'd like to give you this. You're almost perfect actually, as a partner. Yeah. I think it was actually fairly sort of organic in that when we started dating. I think at some point you mentioned to me that you were excited about this methodology and that you'd started using it at work, and then I was doing a master's degree at University of Santa Monica and David was actually booked to come and give a seminar there to us as students. So, you know, Rob recommended highly that I attend and I did. And that's when I learned, started to learn all about it. So it was kind of organic, I think. But what convinced you that it would be a good idea to actually attend that seminar versus I think it versus, must have been uh, the way you were handling your life. The, the, the radiant <laughs> glow of my Saint life. <laughs> well, I certainly know you were very excited about it. Yeah, and enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your enthusiasm yeah. and the clarity with which you were handling your various projects and things already, you know, mm. and your working life. So your perception of me when we first got going wasn't that I was super uptight, organized guy, or was there a little bit of no, that, or no, was there any trepidation? That, definitely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We've never had this conversation, so you know. I'm curious, you know, what 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 did you really what did you really think, you know, about? Well, I mean, you know, you, you you know, you weren't that long out of college, so it's like you weren't, you know, sort of in that executive level that you're at now. But but you did have that sense of the different levels where you wanted to head, and and just in terms of the clarity of how you how you captured, for example, having a capture tool. That was that was one of the first things I noticed is that you know we'd be you know, doing a hike or something, and Robert whip out this little notebook and scribble away. Uh, and to start to see the value of that, that was really interesting to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I all of a sudden feel that I've taken on a slightly different role, which is I'm sort of help, helping you as a you as a couple to uncover uh, important other issues. And uh, and I'll send you an invoice for my uh, for my therapy <laughs> as a result, of course. Um, so. Um, so okay, so so you got you went you went to the seminar and then has it been sort of an evolution of has it been sort of an evolution of of kind of thinking about what you know what are our joint practices what are we going to do together how are we going to make things happen together you know in our relationship it, it, or has the frame did the framework sort of you know sort of solidify pretty quickly how, how what's the what's the uh, how has it grown if it has grown I think it's been an evolution. I think um, there's, you know, going to the seminar and having this sort of like full on experience of the whole methodology. And then there's being able to digest that and implement it over time. And uh, I think for me, I haven't been necessarily a 100%, you know, always have my inbox at zero and all the rest of it. So it's been for me like, um, working out what's it what's works for me to implement at what level and uh i think it's actually the things that i implement the most are the things that affect us both as a couple um so it has been an evolution i'd say i don't know what do you think rob i think so it's felt pretty organic as i'm kind of trying to 
unpack, you know, what the steps were. But I think you're right. I think we very much just went, oh, you know what? This is this is a place of friction that GTD could help with. Let's try this, mm. you know. And I think we both have a natural orientation toward, you know, let's problem solve rather than let's, you know, get get stuck in the problem and assume that's the way it's always going to be. So sort of a, a wanting to grow mindset, a wanting to improve things approach. So having, for me, having these various GTD practices and then, then identifying an issue like, oh, we didn't know who, you know, we didn't know who owned that project. That's why it's not really moving forward is because we had some assumptions that we hadn't made explicit between us. Let's do that. Let's, you know, let's look at our, our project list. Let's, let's get that clarified. So I think it was very, very organic. And I think it's nice because then you see, oh, this works, you know, rather than I have to do 100% of all, all of this for it to start working. It's like, oh, just this works for us, you know, helps us. You know, um, there have been things I've had to get used to, for example, like I'll say in passing to Rob, oh, we need to talk about X or, you know, why don't we invite so-and-so over and, and he'll say, oh, send me an email. <laughs> and that's taken me a little while to get used to because I'm like, but I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> but I think that's to do with the way that you process, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's important to me that there's some representation of it so that I don't, you know, so that I don't have to keep it in my head and also so that I don't forget. So often, yeah, I'll say, you know, great, can you just send me a quick calendar invite on that? Or can you send me an email? Or you'll see me pull out my capture tool and say, great, I've got it. You know, I've yeah. captured it. But it's just the thing of, if it's important to us, one of us has got to have it somewhere that we're going to then see it again and make sure it gets, it actually happens. But yes, I think I can only imagine that would be a little jarring because people often, I think people think email is for work and, you know, and how, how icky to have, how we could email each other in your, in your, you know, I think part of that is um, we've worked out that we have very different sort of modalities in terms of how we process things. So I'm very, very auditory. Yeah. So if he tells me something, I'll remember it. You know, whereas if I tell you something, you're much better at uh, visual, you know, very, very cute visually. So, yeah. you know, it's much, you know, accommodating that for each other has been part of the picture. Yeah, yeah having a shared calendar alone is yeah. oh, massive. a huge, huge help, you know, just just. Uh, because I do care where you are, when, and what's going on, and I want to coordinate it all. It's just having a visual representation gives me a chance to do that rather than trying to trying to keep it in my head, even even so, short term. Yeah, yeah and when we sorry, when we yeah, first moved to the country, our bandwidth was was pretty low here, so we couldn't both have Skype meetings at the same time. <laughs> so the shared calendar was really vital. Then we had to work around each other's clients. Who's in the meeting room? You know. <laughs> Who's using the Wi-Fi today? <laughs> so just a three-way like this is like wow. Yes, yes, we've we've since upgraded. Yeah. So so we made a transition there, I think, to um, to some of the some of the tactical things, right, that you're doing and in, 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 in the ways that you're that you're kind of working working together using using the word work in, in terms of helping to make things happen. So you've you mentioned some specifics. So so sending emails to each other is something you're not shy about. This idea of a of a shared calendar. Um, Shared calendars, by the way, something that that my wife and I uh, use as well, and I have found has been tremendously helpful over the years. Um, let me ask you a different question about that. What, what? So you've got this shared calendar. What format does it take, and how do you and how do you review it individually and together? What how, What does that look like? 
Yeah. So, so it's um, in our case, Google Calendar, but you could have it hosted on Office 365 or anywhere. I think you actually have it in the Calendar app on your, on and I Mac. use it on the I use yeah. it on the Google Calendar and the web browser. But basically, it's an overlay, so I can either tick a box and have both mine and Val's, or I can untick Val's and just have mine. Uh, but generally, I leave both up because again, we're working from home. It's useful to coordinate. We want to find our lunch window. We want to find, you know, the, the points where we're going to intersect. Um, so for me, it's pretty traditional GTD stuff where I'm reviewing the day every day, uh, probably reviewing the next day at the end of the day. And of course, doing the weekly review, looking forward and back, both at mine and Val's. Um, but then we periodically get together and say, hey, let's look a few weeks ahead. Like, you know, we're planning a trip or... Uh, just um, regulating the amount of um, social engagement we have going actually is a is a whole thing that that we navigate together. So, um, you know, making sure we've got the right mix of social and work and what we're how we're spending our weekends. We'll actually get together and look several several weeks or even months out, and that's been hugely helpful for me. I know, mm -hmm. um, so we can come into agreement. A massive introvert, Val's a massive extrovert, right? So aligning where we put our time, it means getting out the calendar and, and kind of negotiating basically on, on what we're doing when. Mm -hmm. What about you, Val? What do you, how do you, how do you, I know you're in the calendar every day with clients. Yeah, and all I mean, I, I'd similar to you. And also I would just say that I do use the, one of the things you've shown me that I find really useful is to put at the top of the calendar, not in a specific hour, but at the top, you know, heard from the vet yet, or, you know, has this client paid yet or whatever it is so i very much use those reminders uh on the calendar and they're extremely helpful to me um but that's and then i suppose i could yeah sometimes i would invite you to one of those as well right definitely so yeah. that, that we, we both invite each other to meetings I, I think that's probably a thing where people go really you email each other and you invite each other to meetings it's like <laughs> what is this a business you know it's like, <laughs> but no we do we say hey we say hey we you know we need a we need a meeting and it needs to be on both our calendars so that we just know mm. we're both in this one versus val has a client or i have a meeting or whatever mm. and it just shows up on one calendar or the other we know when it shows up on both calendars or like a joint thing like you know getting our taxes to the accountant at the right. same time joint reminder mm. exactly mm. day specific reminder that's interesting so so debbie and i as i say we, we, we do keep a shared calendar but we um uh but we don't really uh we don't invite each other to meetings that's that's something that's not not in our practice but i tell you the thing that that you've already mentioned that i think has brought a huge benefit to us is this just this joint review of the calendar and especially because the both of us um well before lockdown anyway uh we traveled you know for business a lot and we'd be out for evenings with you know with clients or colleagues or whatever and you know and we both cook here at home so there was this sort of this this really helpful rhythm of just making sure who's going to be where when who's got you know who's do, who's doing dinner tomorrow who's doing dinner next tuesday that sort of thing and we started doing that many many years ago but but very soon after we started to do that the stress level in our relationship the the ambient stress level just went down it was and immediately really i mean it was again just because we were uh we were becoming we were we were getting on the same page about these commitments who's got what you know what are the responsibilities and and it made a huge difference made a huge difference what what else um so so tactically speaking what else are you doing uh in terms of again in terms of your joint your joint practice what is what about the the sort of the physical world in terms of your physical workspaces or or workspace what does that look like 
Well, we did share an office one time. Uh, well, we found it that didn't, didn't go work well. Too well. <laughs> because I, I'm very verbal and I'm like, oh, look at this. And oh, have you thought, you, you know. <laughs> and then I'd get uh, frustrated like, with a technical challenge and, you know, yes, be, be right. fuming oh or whatever. So I need to I need to be able to fume in my own space. And Val needs to be able to talk things out in her space. So, yeah. So we yep. have separate, separate spaces. Separate workspaces. Yeah. Okay. But we both have inboxes, as you can see. I mean. You know, maybe yeah. that's another thing where people go, you really? Might. But, you know, as I look at my inbox, I'm looking at things that are in my inbox. And, you know, Val put Val put this in my inbox. She said, hey, you forgot your mask. So she knows literally anything and everything where it's mine and I forgot it or I mislaid it or I might want it or whatever. There's one place for it to go. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, here, here's your it's yours. Right. Mm -hmm. um, rather rather than running up to me to give it to me or leaving it somewhere and hoping I trip on it or anything like that. So that's a very, very simple physical thing, but we do put stuff in each other's inboxes. Open to using, Open using to each other's inboxes. Very cool. We have a shared, we have shared, uh, shared filing, shared reference in a, in a three drawer filing cabinet. Okay. And we just, you know, all the shared stuff that's paper that we need to keep, um, you know, T for taxes and seven years of that. And, uh, a for auto insurance, yeah, like all that. the different insurances we have, pet stuff, all the pet stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, we're in basically in agreement about, you know, what label is on there and then it's alphabetical. So we can anytime either one of us can get, you know, the, the, the pet insurance out of the folder as needed. And, and is it also professional and personal reference or is it is it really pretty much your kind of household personal Good stuff? question. Yeah. So it's just our it's just our personal household stuff, Val, for your clients. You have individual folders for each client. Yeah, I have email folders and, and physical folders for my clients in my own separate. Right. So it's really, that's really pretty much shared personal okay. reference. Right. Yeah. And okay. then our work stuff actually is, is separate because we don't need to be in and out of each other's work stuff, basically. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What else? Um, uh, I'm the other thing that I'm curious about, and and Robert, you very helpfully sent me this uh, this list, sort of a sort of a tick list of things that you that you do together as a as a couple. And and one of the things that I that I that I noticed that I thought was really cool, and I'd like to hear you talk some more about is is doing an annual review. Yeah. Could you talk a bit more about that? What's what's it about? When does it happen? You know, what what, what what's the format? What what are the benefits? Well, it happens once every ten years. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't done it every year, but we've enjoyed yeah. it every year that we've done it. We've really, I think, enjoyed it. It's been really a useful exercise. Um, I'll tell you the parts I remember, and then Val, you can chime in on the parts you remember. I think one of the nice things was closure about the past year, kind of acknowledging some of our, mostly acknowledging some of our successes, mm. but also maybe acknowledging some of the hard things and how we dealt with them and, you know, stuff we don't want to bring into the coming year. But mostly it was like, hey, you know, we had a good year. Here's here's what happened. Here's what we enjoyed. Here's what was so re reflecting on some of that. Um, and then looking ahead to the coming year, you know, really looking at, well, what do we want to create in the coming year and doing a bit of a brainstorm and, um, you know, and then looking at that brainstorm and kind of going, okay, well, you know, who, who wants to take on what, what do we actually want to commit to uh, in, in the yeah. coming year? And sometimes we actually use some of the tools from my USM training. There's one called an ideal scene. So that's when you take a particular topic or area of focus or a specific goal, and then you get a lot more detailed about what it would look like, feel like if you were experiencing it in that moment. It's just a very nice, juicy way of, of goal setting where you, 
you say I am or we are, and then you put yourself in the picture as as with all the sensory detail and and in a in a way that the idea is that it's at least fifty percent believable within the next year. Yeah, yeah. So got, there's room that. in there to be imaginative and visionary, but it's not completely you know crazy right, <laughs> in okay. terms of reasonability we've even um, done um mood boards haven't we i'm remembering that we had this oh, yeah. big poster and we got a bunch of basically country living type magazines and we just cut out all the stuff we liked and threw it up there oh, yeah, we had that, that up on great. our in our bedroom for years um, and, and now then, we're living in a country cottage. Now we're living so. in a country cottage. We realized that basically we we're describing we were describing the place we were renting at that time pretty much and then uh and then we actually bought that place that we were renting. So that was that was fun, like a visual way to really put juicy detail on some of these goals and visions and longer term stuff, as well as, like you said, Val, it's just a spider diagram of yeah. what does it look like? What does it feel like? What is the, what is the real experience? Yeah, we did one um, for our wedding, didn't we? And that, that was amazing the way it turned out. So. Yeah, we kind of GTD'd our wedding, actually. We really kind of did. Good effect. Uh, oh, my like... God, yes, because it was yes. the wedding's like the Uber project. And yeah. then there's all these sub-projects like dress yeah. and cake and venue and catering. And it was so many sub-projects. I, I actually don't think we could have done our wedding without GTD. <laughs> no, I think that's very true. Or we might not have, yeah, we might not have gone through with it. We probably well, we would have, but it, it would have been more stressful, shall we say, a stressful start to a relationship to have to. to I think have that's that when support. I really bought in. Interesting. A couple of years okay. into our relationship when we got married was was just seeing what GTD was able to help us achieve, because we were it was a do-it-yourself wedding, you know, like everything we had to organize down to the glasses and the cutlery and the tables and the decorations and. And you were in the middle of grad school. Yes. And the venue fell through four seven weeks, weeks seven before. weeks beforehand with people, and we had people coming from all over the world, coming and... from Australia and England and all over the world to the U.S. venue, and we managed to recover from that. Thanks to, you know, thanks to having clear, still have a clear outcome, <laughs> still have a clear desired outcome here. We just don't know where that's going to happen now. And the Problems, venue ended up being project. a lot more suitable <laughs> and project. pretty and yeah, and we got it for free. <laughs> it was, and you got it for free. And we got it for free. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. So yeah, I think <laughs> that's cool. I, that's cool. That the, the wedding was actually a big point that a big point of turning point for you of realizing this stuff is good. There you go. A great, a great testimonial if, if yeah. one were needed for, uh, for getting things done. Um, we're coming toward the end of our time. Uh, I think uh, I'd like to ask a question of the both of you. If you were advising uh, other couples, okay, uh, about, you know, hey, we're thinking about this, you know, we think it might have some benefit. How do they get started? What do they, what do, they do first? What do they make sure that they consider as they, uh, as they you know, uh, try to tread this path maybe a little bit? Hmm. I think one of the things, again, we're kind of just, it's been very organic. And so we're kind of deconstructing, how did we get here in a way? But I think one of the things I realize is that it's been very helpful to find those uh, po points of pain is too strong a term, but those points of friction maybe, or those things that um, aren't working as well, uh, that are in some, probably some way practical in nature that we both agree aren't working ideally and then look to see, is there a GTD principle we could apply here that will solve it, that will help, and so that we're both getting benefit from the investment in doing this, in keeping a shared checklist or 
identifying some projects together or using a waiting for list or shared calendar, whatever, so that it's very practical and you're very much solving solving an issue each each time over time. I think that's one of the things that that served served us well. Yes, I mean, Todd, when you're asking that, are you assuming both couples already know how to do it or or? That's a great not. question. Let's 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 assume maybe we've got someone who's who's a GTD who knows something about GTD. Maybe maybe an enthusiastic implementer. Maybe someone who's just curious. But um, yeah, let's assume only only half the couple is familiar with GTD. What would you tell them? Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I just keep thinking it's about communication. So maybe not if the enthusiast doesn't start with a lot of technical detail, but more with with a sense of here's what I'd really like to be able to be clear with you about like wouldn't it be great if we could get more clarity about whatever it is our calendar our shopping list our our goals you know so that, that it starts with with something that's not technical but it starts with more of a sort of heartfelt intention um, so and then and no. then the methodology could sort of follow mm. that that strand of of energy yeah so, so, yeah and no, i think i think i think it does so you sort of lead with the why right why yeah exactly and, and it's then, like oh and well oh well later? if you'd like that maybe we could try and then just try one thing like a shared calendar or something and just build up gradually i think the times when um when i've felt unsure about going ahead have been when i felt there's been too much technical detail about the method like it was just let's just start with one thing mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And build from there. Great. Listen, thank you very much, both of you, for this. Um, I, I've enjoyed it tremendously. I hope I hope you have as well. I mean, and I'm sure that a lot of people out there will will take some great ideas about how they might um, make things more friction free in their relationships. Right. Um, I think that's always that's always a goal. You know, whether our relationships are personal or professional, it's always part of our goal is to make those things to make those things as friction free as possible. Um, so for all of those of you out there, thanks once again for being a part of it, a part of the audience here at, uh, at uh, the Change Your Game and, uh, with GTD podcast. As always, if you have any other topics that you would like us to be talking about in this series, please do let us know. Uh, those of you who are longtime listeners will know um, and viewers will know that, that uh, we, we quite often will take requests and we're very happy to have those from you. So please do let us know about that. In the meantime, um, I'll, let, I'll let the two of you say, say goodbye. Thanks. It's been it's been fun. It's been great to to bring my personal and professional world together a little bit in this way and and kind of talk about it. Yeah. And thanks, Val, for for doing this and sharing your unique perspective. I think uh, I think there's a lot of people who are GTD enthusiasts who want to know what does the other half really think. You know. And, yeah. And I, I, you're welcome. It's been a lot of fun. And I would just say I don't think it's necessary to do it perfectly. I don't do it perfectly, but we do it to the extent where we have reached, I think, a good level of communication and efficiency. So, and, and you know, and then it doesn't get in the way of the rest of our lives. Great stuff. stuff. Thanks again to both of you. Thank you everyone for, uh, for watching, for listening, and we'll look forward to being in touch next time. Bye for now.